Welcome to another episode of Conversations With. Today, we explore a sleeping sports giant in Detroit. Boxing is still referred to as the sweet science in sports history books. And Detroit was a mecca of boxing for a lot of years. World champions like Joe Lewis and Thomas Hearns were Detroit born and bred. Lewis was so connected to this city that an arena was named in his honor and was home to the Detroit Red Wings for years. And still to this day, there is an oversized sculpted bronze fist of Joe Lewis as a prominent symbol of Detroit on display in the downtown area. Detroit has a rich and very storied boxing history. Over past years, that story hasn't been celebrated as much as it might have been. Well, that's changing. And the guy trying to revive the history and richness of Detroit's boxing story is Scotty Buckziger, a former pro boxer. Scotty is a grassroots promoter, but he loves boxing. He loves Detroit and wants to grow its story and revive the great sleeping giant that is Detroit's boxing legacy. It's a big job, but worth the effort, as I learned in my conversation with Scotty Buckziger. Well, first of all, how did a young guy like you get interested in boxing in the first place, Scotty? Um, I actually fell in the boxing at 18 years old. I should say I actually punched my way into it. I was getting bullied one day. Uh, I grew up in Farmington Hills, and we were at Burger King, and a couple guys were picking on me. I was with friends, and uh, I wound up, punched the guy, and broke his nose. Got in trouble for it. And um, we uh, took off. We went, we went down the street. The police came. They arrested me. And um, I got taken into custody. And my dad had to pay a bunch of medical bills for the other guy. And I got involved in kickboxing. My uncle knew a guy who uh, was in the, the kickboxing realm. And I went down to the gym and... I fell in love with it. Um, it gave me, um, made me feel like I was part of something. And we'll, we'll probably get into that later on with what boxing really did. And the kind of, you know, person, why I am the way I am today from boxing. Um, got into it, kickboxing a little bit, had two fights. And uh, this transition from kickboxing to boxing, I actually... Um, used to train at a health club in Southfield. I'm going to age myself really bad right now. Uh, CMI Health Club in Southfield. It's now a target. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> like everything else, right? Like yeah. everything else. It's uh, just a target, or, a target or a Starbucks. All of us are in that boat. Believe me, we age ourselves every time we mention something. Like Sam's Club used to be here, and now it's a target. I get it. Yeah, so... Um, we, we trained at this health facility and, uh, James, Tony, Jackie Callen and Bronco McCart used to box where we kick box. And every day when I would leave, the boxers would come in and James, Tony used to tease me every day. I walk out, you'd be like, girls only kick girls only kick. <laughs> and I don't know I don't know why, I don't know why he picked on me. And I don't know what it was. And he took me under his wing and he mentored me. And I switched from kickboxing to boxing, which was great because when I was kickboxing, the people that were teaching me how to kickbox used to beat the crap out of me. I mean, really bad. And when I got into boxing, the tables flipped. 
and I actually got thrown out of the gym, which didn't matter anyways, because Jackie Callum was going in the process of opening up Galaxy Boxing. Right. And I beat and I beat the guy up who was my trainer in kickboxing. I actually hit him so hard in the eye, his eye swelled up and he threw me out of the gym. And um, I don't know if you recall a guy named Bill Miller. I do. He was James, he was James Tony's trainer. And, and as long as I knew Bill Miller, he'd be like, ah, oh, when the teach, when the student beats up the teacher. And, and that's how I got into boxing, though, James Tony. Even though, Scotty, you got into boxing, there's a little bit of a interesting transition in the sense that here you are going to a gym to get in shape for physical conditioning. Now, all of a sudden, you turn that into saying, well, I think I wanted to be a boxer and maybe make a career out of it. That's not a small step, is it? No, it, it was it was a big transition. So actually, I, I I was a terrible student in high school. I really don't talk about from when I was uh, eighteen and below because it's just embarrassing. Um, and I went to college in Florida, and I came home. I got involved with the wrong people, doing the wrong things, and my dad's like, "You're coming home." And when I came home, I said, "What am I going to do?" And like I said, I, I grew up in Farmington Hills. I was, I, I mean, you met me last summer. I'm not a big guy. There's nothing intimidating about me at all. And I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to focus on boxing. I I'm would, get boxing. I, I would classify you as wiry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely wiry for sure. And, um, when I came home from attempting to go to college, I was like, what am I going to do? And, uh, because you know, what happened and before I left, I'm like, I'm going to get boxing a hundred percent of my time and effort. And, and I did that. I came home. I had four, I only had four amateur fights. So, so, so I learned as a pro, uh, I had, I won the Detroit diamond gloves. And when I won the Detroit diamond gloves after I, I had to go to Chicago and fight in the regionals. And I had to fight a guy that with over 200 amateur fights. This, this was my fourth amateur fight. And I got hit so hard in the second round. I didn't remember where I was until oh halfway driving home from Chicago. Yeah. And back then, we, back then, we didn't have, you know, concussion protocol. You know, we don't, we didn't know. We just get in the car, drive. I didn't even know where my, I didn't know where my locker was. I didn't know where my bag was. And when I came home, we sat down, Jackie Callen, myself, and she signed me to to turn pro, and she became my manager. And but it was a it was it was a big decision because when you turn pro as a boxer, uh, it was something that I gave up. I gave up my friends. I gave up, you know, living a certain lifestyle. I, you know, I used to party a little bit, and all it all went bye bye. I dedicated a hundred. That's the one thing. And I'm really proud of myself that I did. I, I gave everything up to be the best I could be in the ring. And the important thing, too, is to remember Jackie Callen at the time was riding the wave of the Thomas Hearns era, uh, and he had she had James Tony in her stable. She was a legit boxing promoter manager, and later on they made a movie about her. So this was not just oh, I think I'll do this for a while. This was a real commitment to a job. This was a profession, right? 
Yeah, true. That's all. That's all. That's all she did. Like she was, she focused on PR. She did PR for Tommy Hearns, and then she did. She branched into her own thing where she became a manager. She opened up Galaxy Boxing, which was a rival of of Kronk. We we were a rival. Uh, I actually, when I fought for the state title, I actually fought a guy from Kronk, and it was us against them. And it was awesome because it was Kronk against Galaxy. But that's what she did. She she molded fighters, and she wasn't afraid to put her fighters in the ring in the ring with other people. And it it was great. It was it was a great experience. Yeah, and now with you know hindsight being twenty twenty, and and with age behind you, how important was Jackie Callen to the boxing scene in Detroit and the development of that era, and how she helped mold along with Emmanuel a whole new era of boxing in the city. I think both of them were great together, and and they both understood um, the PR in talking about the fighters aspect, you know, Emmanuel was on HBO and he used to talk about fighters and you get to hear his wisdom. And Jackie was really good because she was great at PR and she knew how to market. So for instance, when, when we turned like for me, when anybody turned pro at galaxy, she made us get pictures done and we'd be at the palace of Albert Hills and we'd be handing out marketing tools and so she knew how to uh, focus on getting us notoriety. And so when we fought, people would come out and see us. And the same with Emmanuel. You know, he was always out. He was talking about people. And that's important because if, if nobody's talking about you, it's out of sight, you know, out of, out of mind. So it's always great to have people in your back pocket, you know, just, just putting out the word there for you. We're talking, of course, about Emmanuel Stewart, who was the uh, architect and uh, founder of the Cronk Gym in downtown Detroit that produced such great ones as Thomas Hearns and Hilmer Kenty. But again, going back, hindsight being twenty twenty, Scotty, what you just talked about is you learned this as a young boxer, and you've kind of taken that, like I did with my football coaches, and used those lessons later in life in your career, haven't you? Yeah, so so everything, like anytime I do something in life, I think about boxing. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll be doing something and I feel like, man, there's three more rounds. You know, you get to the last round, championship round. How are you going to handle it? And to be honest with you, even with you calling me today, I'm like, think about it. Uh, you know, what do you, what do you need to do? You need to to A, B, and C, you need to be prepared. Uh, and, and so I handled this interview, even like a fight, like everything I do in life, my kids, my wife, uh, when I go to work, that, that's just how m- my mental, um, you know, being is. And that all comes from your boxing background, doesn't it? All, all of it, everything, everything comes, you know, I try to tell my, I try to preach to my kids because I have kids that play sports, certain things to do. They don't want to listen. You know, like dad doesn't know anything, but there's a, there's a, there's a mental preparation for life that's very important. And, and boxing taught me that boxing, boxing matured me really fast. And I want to go back cause you're kind of a historian in boxing. And I kind of look at Detroit now. Remember I broadcast boxing. I broadcast Thomas Hearns when he fought at Olympia. Uh, I broadcast okay. the fight 
with Mickey Goodwin. Remember Mickey? Yeah, actually, actually, you know, he's, he's like a really unique story. So yeah, I, I never saw him fight. I've never watched video of him, but I know his background a little bit. Yeah. Well, I was down at the Yak Arena in Wyandotte uh, with past television and we broadcast fights where Mickey was actually the headliner on the card ahead of Thomas Hearns. So there's an era there, but before all of that, even there was the Joe Lewis era when I think boxing was in its golden age. I mean, the city of Detroit has a fist, a sculpture fist downtown of Joe Lewis. Is that where you kind of began to think about the history of boxing? And there's a legacy in this community of Detroit that you've kind of grabbed onto. And you understand all that, don't you? Going back to the first real golden era in Joe Lewis. So, so I try, um, cause I wasn't born in the boxing. A lot of guys are born into it. So they focus on it. Like I never sat down and watched boxing with my dad. So as I gotten older and because I, now I have a, you know, a boxing page, I've tried to really study the history of, of Detroit boxing. Um, and you mentioned the Olympia, like we'd had great fights there, like, um, Sugar Ray Robinson and Jake LaMotta and, you know, you mentioned Mickey Goodwin and Tommy Hearns and all these, and Joe Lewis and all these great, we, we used to be the, the hub for boxing. Like we were, we, we were the, the Mecca and we were, you know, in the other cities like New York and Philadelphia as well, but Detroit was known for boxing. We were, I, and it's something I try to tell people even now, like Detroit boxing could be the fifth franchise of sports, you know, we got the Red Wings, we got the Tigers, we got the Lions, we got the Pistons, but boxing, when you think of boxing, you think of Detroit and that's important. And there, and there is a deep history. And how do you go about telling people about that history or reminding them? So, so I have a boxing page on Facebook that I created 10 years ago. I had this idea. I tumbled on a fight when, when I retired from boxing at 32, I said I will never have anything to do with this sport ever again in my entire life. Now, why did you say um, that? So, so my last, <laughs> so I had I had a first half of my career and I had a second half of my career. The first half was great. Uh, there was a lot of hope. I started off undefeated. Uh, I think I was twelve and five. I had a Michigan State title, which a lot of people say got you ranked. Uh, who knows if that's true or not, but it sounds good, so we're going to go with it. Um, and then I had a second half of my career where I went from 12 and 5 to, to 13 and 12. So my record, like, taint. Uh, I didn't have a manager. Uh, I got taken advantage of. I was fighting out of my weight. I mean, it's, it's all excuses. I mean, it's all a learning experience. Uh, I was fighting Olympians. I mean, I was fighting guys I probably shouldn't have fought, but I didn't know how to say no because I came up with James Tony and Jackie Callen and guys like Tariq Salamasi and Bronco McCart and Bernard. We just didn't say no. We, we weren't molded like that. Um, and I wanted to be a fighter so bad, and I loved fighting. I was like, I'm fighting whatever. I don't care. My, my last fight that, before I retired was at 147 pounds. I don't weigh 147 pounds today. So it was just, I was really mad at the sport. I felt taken advantage of. So when I got out of it, when I was 32, I was like, I'm done. 
So and then what did get you back? Because now you're a champion uh, of the game in the city of Detroit. So now what got me back involved with, with, was Bronco McCart and Tony Harrison fought 10 years ago. Uh-huh. And I, and I stumbled on this fight. I'm like, I'm like, what's going on? I'm like, Bronco McCart, he was my stable mate. I'm like, and he was, I think at the time, 41, right? So I'm, I'm intrigued. Now I'm like, why is Bronco still fighting? And I started looking into it and I noticed there was no coverage uh, of the fight. Like nobody was talking about it. There's no PR. There's nobody making a big deal out of it. And I didn't know Tony because I didn't follow boxing uh, for 10 years. And, and I don't, do you know who Tony Harrison is? No, I don't. Okay. So Tony Harrison, I'm kind of like skipping ahead right now, but in 2018, Tony Harrison won the WBC title from Jermel Charlo. Jermel Charlo was the boogeyman of the, of the division and Tony Harrison beat him to become the WBC world champion at 154 pounds. Now I'm going to go back. So when Tony and Bronco fought, I noticed there was nobody talking about it. And I had this idea that I was going to start talking about boxing on Facebook and create a page and get people interested in this fight. I don't, I didn't work for the promoter. I'm not a promoter. I don't get paid by anybody. And I, I just started talking about the fight and, and a lot of people I reached out to, I'm like, what do you think of this idea? And they're like, dumbest thing in the world. Um, so I just started asking questions. I added both of them onto the page and I grew the page and it kept growing. And I educated myself on how to write. Uh, I've gotten into photography over the last couple of years where I'll, I'll you know, I don't have like a super duper great lens or anything like that, but I, I've been invited as media to do photography for fights going on. And I've learned how to write. I've learned how to uh, market myself, promote. That, that's how we met. Like how many people do you know that have a Facebook page that have a business card? Not many. And, and all that was taught to me from boxing like people like G Jackie Callum, we fought, you know, market yourself, promote yourself, be true to yourself, be real, be honest. Um, and I try to show that with everything that I do now with my boxing page, I, I really, it's more of a concierge. Like I try to enlighten people. I don't go on there and say, this fight's going to be great. You need to, you need to tune in because boxing is unpredictable. You never know what's going to happen. So it, and all of this is in your spare time. You, you've got other jobs. You've got kids you're raising, and you've got a job. You work with your wife in a similar situation. Am I right? Yeah. So so 12 years ago, right around the same time I started my boxing page, I became a full-time stay-at-home dad. Uh, our, our nanny passed away. Uh, I was a personal trainer. I got into personal training when I got out of boxing because it was an easy avenue to get into. And I met someone and they introduced me to personal training and I started my own business. And about 12 years ago, uh, our nanny passed away. My wife traveled a ton for her business. We're, uh, we have an automotive business manufacturing out of Auburn Hills, Michigan. And uh, my wife was traveling globally, uh, China, Germany, uh, you know, to, to make sure that we had a business. And, um, 
I decided the best thing for our family was for me to stay home and raise the kids. And I've been doing that for 13 years. And, and I do, uh, when COVID hit 2020, everybody got sent home from my wife's uh, company and I got, I got labeled as essential and I had to come in and learn how to manage a plant because everybody went home. So I was working in the back by myself. I had to learn how to drive a high low, uh, shipping, receiving. So I learned the, the business from the back. And um, I always tell my wife, I always joke with her. I said, I'm coming for your CEO job one day too. So <laughs> <laughs> we have a great relationship and we're, def- we're definitely team based. Absolutely. Uh, everything that we do, we call it team boss. And um, it's really important where we've stuck together and there's been good times and there's been bad times. But that's the way it should be. A marriage should be about team. And I like how you and your wife are handling it, but in your spare time, you're, you're really a champion of, of boxing in the city of Detroit. And have you found that the people following have increased your page? Is, is your work taking hold a little bit and bringing boxing back uh, to not where it was, but at least regaining some of that interest? Um, I'm, I'm, that's the goal. Like, so my, my goal from day one has been always to bring, um, awareness to Detroit boxing and it's the page has obviously grown over 10 years and it's gotten into world boxing now and everything like that. But I hope like that, that was the goal. So when I first started the page, my tagline, uh, and I even made t-shirts to go with it was, bringing back, bringing life back to Detroit boxing. That was my goal. So when people know, um, fights happen, they know where to go. My page, who's fighting. Scotty's going to know, let's call him. How do we get tickets? Like I've become like this ultimate concierge, you know, uh-huh. I, I, I went on the page yesterday and you know, I'm, there's a big fight happening at L- LCA. We're finally getting a, a fight at LCA, which is amazing. Uh, not just for boxing, but the city of Detroit. I'm a huge advocate, not only for boxing, but I love Detroit. Like, I, I think this is going to be so good for Detroit. And, and, and it's not that I'm talking about the main event. I'm letting people know about the undercard, who's on it. And I'm actually doing the promoter's job. Not saying I'm doing the promoter's job, but I'm, but I'm doing the promoter's job. So, but I love it. And it's, it, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, it makes me feel young. I still train. I still go down to the gyms and box every now and then. I'll hit the focus mitts. I love being in the atmosphere. Um, boxing makes me feel whole. It is my passion. And the best thing about it is I didn't pick my passion. My passion picked me. So it's just been this like godsend. That's really great to hear. Now, we're going to get to this a little later, but... Tell me the name of your page and how people can go and visit your page and learn more about you and what you do. So my page is on uh, Facebook. It's, it's a private group. I don't open it up to the public. Uh, I never have. I, and I know people have told me to, but I, I refuse to. Uh, the name of the page is Team Buck Boxing Talk. And um, it is just a page that is it's controlled uh, I think I have about a thousand people in it right now, and it's it's got Hall of Fame referee Frank Garza in it, a world champion Tony Harrison, 
uh, amateur, you know, amateur fighters. Uh, Jericho O'Quinn, who was an amateur fighter who's now a, a pro. Um, Marlon Harrington, who's fighting at LCA in a couple weeks. Uh, Keith Mohammed. Uh, I mean, I, I, I mean, every like all the local fighters. It's kind of cool. Like they're all in there. You know, even some guys from Ohio. Uh, Albert Bell, who's a really good fighter out of Ohio. Um, he's in there, um, managers, promoters. So there's like this insight. It's not just me. It's, if, if something comes up, it's like, Hey, let's ask him. Hey, let's ask him. And nobody's in the page saying, I told you, or thinking they're the smartest guy in the room. It's just a great co-op of people every day, uh, working together to, to make boxing relevant. And it's team buck. Boxing Talk, right? Correct. And it's B-U-C-H, right? No, B-U-C-K. B-U-C-K, Team Buck, yep. B-U-C-K, Boxing yep. Talk. And that's the page, Correct. right? Correct. And, I, and I'm pretty much, I've dedicated my life to this page. It's all, like, honestly, spare, not even spare time. Uh, whenever, I'm, whenever I'm up, I'm on it. Like, I, I, I write I'll drop uh, pictures. Yesterday, I had this great conversation with Bronco McCart about his career because he made a post, and I re- I reposted it on my page, and we talked about his career. And I- I've made myself a journalist. How how well I've learned how to be a journalist over the over the years. You know how to write and questions to ask, and and I try not to be redundant, and I try not to overdo it. And, and in 10 years that I've had this page, never once have I gotten off the topic of boxing. I've never talked anything but boxing in 10 years. No COVID, no politics, no race, no religion, no news, no MMA, no baseball, no football. <laughs> um, it is 100% a boxing-only page. Well, and I'm sure the people who are interested in boxing appreciate that. So let's go back to the where are they now thing because you're the guy that knows for instance the great era of the Hearns Kenty uh, McCrory where are those guys now Tommy is still around Detroit isn't he I saw him at the so, Michigan Sports Hall of Fame a year ago so uh Helmer Kenty's still around and and we can get into this too a cronk is actually still around and making a huge comeback right are they now. really tell us about yeah, that yeah yeah so um they a guy named Jeff Styers a couple of years ago reinvested into Crunk and they are taking off with an amateur program right now. Uh-huh. Uh, but it's not just about making kids boxing uh, boxers. Now they're, they're working on making them boxers and bettering the community. And um, they want their, you know, they have to have grades. They have to be up to a standard. And uh, they're actually in Westland right now. Um, and I, I'm not sure if they're going to move it back into Detroit or not, but they have a, they have a team bus. Uh, I was just at the Golden Gloves two weeks ago and they have a team bus and they, they have clothing uh, and they are, they are doing a lot of good things for the community, but their whole focus is making kids better for the community and, and doing a lot of good things. Through boxing, right? Through boxing, yes, sir. You mentioned the Golden Gloves. There's an area that kind of has fallen off, too. It's still around. 
And it's still a great opportunity for young people to get involved in athletics, isn't it? Well, yeah, and, and it's kind of like why I do what I do on my page. People don't know how to get involved. And it's kind of, like, how, well, how do I get involved? How do I donate? Um, a lot of these amateur programs, they're not state-funded. So if if a kid has to go to, um, I'm just being hypothetical here, Kansas to fight because he wins at the, you know, the Golden Gloves, who pays for that? The coach. Well, where's the money come from? You know, so it's not, it, and, and that's why um, these situations like with Golden Gloves are so great because they raise money for kids to go to these type of events and, and progress in life. Uh, the Golden Gloves, and people probably don't even know, is actually the Nationals next year is actually going to be here in Detroit. Really? Where's it going to be? Oh, uh, Huntington Place. Wow. And it's so, the National Golden Gloves Finals, right? Yep, yep. Which is huge, which is a huge tournament. How did Detroit get that? I mean, obviously, I mean, Detroit's still on the map in boxing. It just seems like it's missed the mainstream media. It's just I don't I don't know how I don't know how like they got it to come here, but it's like that's it's, it's huge for to, for us to get a national tournament because it's a week long. So you're, so you're not this, and this has been my whole thing with boxing. It's not just the boxing now. Now you're stimulating the economy in Detroit for a week, right? So you, people need to eat, they need to stay, they need to lodge. Like like boxing, that, and that's where. I always felt that boxing was missing the boat locally in the city. If a big promotion comes here, let's just take um, Clarissa Shields fighting at LCA in June, right? Well, they have to come here. They have to set up. They have to bring in fighters. That stimulates the economy. People are going to go out and eat. You know, people have to stay somewhere. People have to Uber. They have to, you know, they have to get all this stuff. People go to the casino. It brings people into the city. So boxing is really good for that. Where are some of the other fighters that were the great ones back in the era of Cronk Jim with Thomas and uh, Mickey Goodwin? So, Milton McCrory is, uh, and, and Helmer, you so said he, Helmer's still I, around, he, right? So, so Helmer's still around. Milton McCrory, he's still with Cronk. He's helping them out grow grow back into what they once were. Uh-huh. Uh, Tommy, I see Tommy Hearns all the time. Oh, great. And it is and it is the best thing to see him because when he is out, it is like this, the Red Sea parts and people just want to get to him. He is, um, he is boxing I, royalty in it, the city of Detroit, isn't he? It, 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 he I, so you mentioned Joe Lewis, the statue of Joe Lewis. Right. I, I seriously have talked about this on my boxing page. I cannot believe they don't have a, a statue of Tommy Hearn somewhere in the city. It blows my mind. That'd and probably be a good idea. Like it's, I'm not just saying it because I'm a boxing fan, which I am. But when I see people when he when he's out, like we, they do fights in motor motorcycle casino all the time. And this guy, the way people just flock to him to take their picture and his smile, it, it, like he had it going on. Like nobody, I don't know if anybody will ever be able to replace him. Like pass the torch, like who is he going to pass? I don't think anybody will ever pick up that torch that Tommy Hearns has. He's just iconic. It's 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 mind blowing when he's out and you see him out. He's got this great smile. He's always dressed up. He's he's friendly with the fans. Yeah, I've I've always been 
I, I can't believe they don't have a statue of that guy somewhere in the city. Exactly, and he's been an unbelievable supporter of the city of Detroit. Wherever he's no. gone, he has always been that guy that never shies away from telling anybody who will listen, yes, I'm from yeah. the city of Detroit. Yeah, the, that, you know, that's, and that's, that's what's great about boxing is, and that's why it's really important for people to get involved is because, and I'm not trying to knock other sports, but like you watch the Tigers, you watch the Red Wings, you know, the Pistons, uh, and so on and so on. And they're not from Detroit. They play for a Detroit sports team. But like this LCA fight coming up, we have guys from our city representing our city fighting on this curve. And that's important. Like it's, we, we, we have a sport with our own homegrown athletes fighting for our city in our city. Um, Marlon Harrington, he's fighting at LCA. He's 8-1 and, and has a huge fight. He's fighting a kid from Dearborn. So that's awesome. We get two guys from our home state fighting each other, you know, representing the city of Detroit. You know, we have a couple of kids from Grand Rapids fighting too on the current. And that's cool because it, it, we get to support our homegrown athletes. Well, Scotty, you're selling the game pretty well, but that's the next question. Where is <laughs> boxing now? I mean, because talking to you, you think it's thriving and it's going. Uh, but in reality, it's kind of become that minor sport around here where at one time it dominated. Every month or so, there was a story, a boxing lead story. Uh, where is it now in comparison to where it was, and can it ever get back there, do you think? Oh, you put me on the spot now. That, that was a good question. <laughs> um, I think it can get back there. I think it's just, um, I would never say boxing was better when I did it or Tommy. It's just different now. You know, we have social media, we have the internet, which is crazy because we didn't have that when I thought we had newspapers, right? So um, there were always articles written about us. Uh, to answer your question, I, I think boxing is in, it's in a good state, but it could be in a better state, right? So for, here's a great example. So we have a fight at LCA happening June 1st, correct? Right. Where, like, how, how do we find out information like that? Like, like back in the day, I fought at the Palace of Auburn Hills, and they were giving tickets away at Bill Tire and Big Boy. So they were trying to use things to get people to come down and, and be part of the Like you said, we used to have a lot more shows. And there was more consistency. So how do we get back to that? How do we get people to know the casual fan that to go down to Detroit and see Clarissa Shields fight or Merlin Harrington or Joe Hicks? How, how do we do that? And honestly, I think it could be thriving. I'm just not sure on how we do that. I mean, you, you know, you, you, you make a Facebook post and the whole, this, but as you said, it's not football. Our, our, the boxing circle is small. It's a, it's a, it's a tight group. So yep. the question is, how, how do you get the casual fan interested in going to an event? Well, if anybody can find a way, Scotty, I think you're the guy that might be able to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm working on it. Like, like honestly, that's, and, and that, and that's like one of the main, you know, things on my page I try to do. And, and every now and then I break off it my page and I use my regular Facebook page because I have more people on it. 
um, not just the boxing audience, but it's important. Like I always, I never sit here and I'm never going to tell you um, a fight's going to be great. I mean, every now and then I do because I think it's going to be great and you need to tune in. But boxing is unpredictable. I always tell people you need to go to boxing and be your own judge. And it's the same thing with June 3rd here at LCA. That's what I would tell people. You know, we're getting to see some awesome talent. You know, how many times you get to see a two-time unified world champion like Clarissa Shields fight from Flint at the LCA? Not a lot. So, and and there's guys on the undercard from Detroit. And and it's important to support them because that's how their careers are going to grow. Once again, your page is Team Buck Boxing Talk. That's T I M B U C K B O X I N G T A L K. Correct. And that's where the everyday guy, anybody interested in boxing and watching it come back or being a part of its comeback from the amateur level at Golden Gloves to the professional level, you've got it all on that page, don't you? People, if people want to know where to train, like if they want to go see boxing, like during the week, Hey, I want to go check out a gym. Hey, go down the world's best boxing gym in Detroit or Tony Harrison's gym. Super bad. Like it's, it's, it is just a full service page for people to find out about the sport. Thanks for joining us today on conversations with, if you liked it, subscribe to the show for more information on my social media efforts, including my blog and cookbook and photography head over to my webpage, jimbrandstatter.com. You can also keep up with our ongoing journey by checking on my Facebook page, jimbrandstatter76, or my Twitter account, at jimbrandstatter. Thanks for being with us today, and take advantage of the podcast page by listening to past episodes. And we look forward to seeing you again soon on Conversations With.